What's good, everybody? This is your host, Joe. Welcome back to Unprofoundly Chill. Uh, if you're trying to catch me live, I'm at Axelrad every Monday from 8 to 11. And uh, sometimes I'm, I'll be hosting Brass Tap from 8.30 to like about 10.30, 11 o'clock sometimes. And then uh, Sunday, January 1st, I'll be at the Riot for the Houston's Funniest Comedy Showcase. Uh, Jeff Joe is going to be headlining and I'll be opening. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. It's going to be a fun show. The Riot always puts on some amazing shows, so definitely check that one out. But uh, let's talk about this episode. I have another recurring guest again. <laughs> I just keep having recurring guests because I, I, I like talking to, to friends, you know, and I, I'm so comfortable talking to them. And we have... So my guest is Birdie. He's back once again. And we had I had so many like good reviews and compliments from our last episode and I've been wanting to get him back on the pod and we finally were able to do it. Trust me, this is a whole process <laughs> with us. Like uh we'll say like, "Hey, we'll meet one day." And then that day comes and then like, "No, nah, we're busy. I'm busy." You know, or he's busy and it's it just happens, you know. But we finally got together. We had a great conversation. We talked uh, about him being on a late night segment for Fox 26. Being a well, I don't want to give it away because it's it's a great conversation. But this uh, this was another good one. Don't worry. <laughs> I feel like every time I say like, "Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one," I'm just like trying to get people to listen to the episode. But no, like. I truly believe, like, when I when I say something is good, I truly believe it's good. But don't trust me, you know? Listen for yourself. So uh, let's start the show. How's your day? It's all right. It's pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah, I slept most of it. Ooh. Uh, when did you wake up? Shit. Which time? I woke up like three or four times. Uh, today? Today, yeah, yeah. Like, well, okay, so what, 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. or what? No, I got home at 4 a.m. Uh, okay. But like 10, and then like at, what, when did I talk to you? Two-ish? Yeah. Something two-ish. Yeah, uh, and then took another nap, and then another one, uh, <laughs> and then ran, uh, ate food with George, and then ran around and did shit. Uh, 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 Are you tired right now? I'm just stoned. <laughs> <laughs> do I look <laughs> tired? <laughs> nah, like, no, nah, you do look rested. Yeah. Like, uh, you, right, you look good. like you've woken up multiple times today, but, <laughs> but rested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You feel good though. Yeah, I feel fine. I feel great. That's so, good. Uh, that's good. I haven't seen you in a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Ooh, that's what this podcast used to be called. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so how you like? How does it feel to be back? Because like we we did multiple episodes. Yeah. <laughs> some that weren't put out for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe 
sweets were involved? Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, sweets were definitely involved. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, it feels good to be back. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. So this podcast is called Unprofoundly Chill now. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, you know why? I just regularly say it's been a minute all the time. Oh, man, it's so catchy. Uh, yeah. Uh, sure. I hate that it was already made or taken before I took it. But like, ah. Uh, Somebody so told is me. that why you changed it? Yeah, I changed it? it because, like, uh, there's another show that already was called It's Been a Minute. Hey. Yeah. I think it's like. You should have uh, put hot in there. It's been a hot ass minute. Ah, okay. That would have been better. Uh, Why weren't you there before? <laughs> hey, 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 I don't know. That's actually better, too. It's yeah. been a hot-ass minute, man. Oh, yeah. Damn. But yeah. no, I, I, and you have a different last name now, a different... Everything's changed. Change. Everything yeah, about yeah. me has it's changed. A I'm a new person. Yeah. Like, fuck the new year. I'm doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have New York here, right? baby. <laughs> oh, shit, man. No, but yeah, like I, everything's been good lately too, and I've been happy. I like the, you know, the reason why I changed it to unprofoundly chill. So you just what you just told me, right? It's so the whole thing is we're having a conversation. What we say might be true, might not, might be smart, might be dumb, uh, or whatever. Depends on how high we are. We just chill. Yeah, we just chill. Hey, I like it. Yeah, I like it. That That's works. It. So for sure. Uh, Thank you for inviting me into your home. Well, thank you for coming. I know we've been planning this a couple right. times. I, I I like the last time that we were here. Like I loved it. We had a great conversation, yeah. and like people like gave me great compliments. They said they thought you were hilarious. Yeah, really. Yeah, oh, that was awful. I cringed the whole time. <laughs> I have yet to finish listening to it. Why? I, I I don't know. It's like you know how you think you sound in your head, and then like when you actually listen to it, yeah. you're just like, oh, shit. Like you know <laughs> when you do like a voicemail, you think you sound a certain type of way. <laughs> And then you call and you listen to it. And it's like, <laughs> call me back. It's just, I just sounded weird in my head. So not as weird as what I just said. <laughs> so what did, how did you think you sounded? Uh, nervous. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just nervous? That's, yeah, that's like nervous and not like um, a, fo- a focus on what I was saying. That is yeah. true because you don't really... Uh, do the many podcasts. Yeah. So I, I remember we were talking and you were nervous, you were anxious, and you're just like, what are we going to talk about? Da, da, da. But once we got into it, I could see you like, you know, getting more comfortable, loosening up. And overall, I thought it was good. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know you, you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, think, yeah. you know, you think <laughs> what you feel, but it, I thought it was good. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. I appreciate it. I'll have to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> So we were talking earlier uh, about comedy, right? And we, the people know you're the GM at a comedy club. I'm no longer the GM, so the position has been split between me and Jesse. So we have our designated like tasks and stuff. So no longer the GM. That was too much for one person to do alone, and like we balance each other out now. So okay, that's I'm awesome. Not waking up and like. Ah! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Stressing over everything. Right, right. Running a million places, trying to do one thing. 
So you saw me trying to look for the wine key. It took me almost an hour. <laughs> I just sit shit down and I was just like, fuck, I left it over there. Uh, okay, yeah. that's great. No, Justin is a great guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's very, like, thorough with, like, the way that he, like, does his, like, tasks and stuff as far as, like, scheduling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very just, like, meticulous with yeah. it. Also funny. Yeah, and uh, funny. Yep. Yeah, he has uh, the show Jimbo Jumbo with Yeah, Drew. great show, great yeah, show. Yeah, awesome show. Yeah, very interactive show. Yeah. Those uh, two, okay, so the first time they ever did the Jimbo Jumbo duo, they did it at Liberty Station when I was running it. And nobody, oh, really? Yeah, that was the first time. I, they mean, ever, I totally forgot about that. Because they came yeah, up yeah, to me. Yeah, I remember now. They came yeah. up to me and they were just like, hey, Joe, you like, we go upstage together? And I... Uh, Drew was carrying like this big like keyboard piano. Yeah, and I was just like, "What the fuck is about to go on?" And in the moment I saw it, I was like, "This is gonna, this changes everything." <laughs> I swear to God, it was one of those moments where you see like, "Okay, something's changed." Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was so wild, man. But they they're great together. Yeah, yeah, they they like play off mill. of each other. Yeah, very yeah, well. And even Jolly, like all three of them, like, Jolly's great too. I love Jolly. Like, Hilarious. Magic. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they're all great. I love that it's a very interactive show and stuff. So uh, that's really cool, and they have tons of props and stuff like that. So it's it's fun. Yeah. Whenever you can catch it at Secret Group, check out the Jimbo Jumbo show. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like, that's awesome though. Like you're now you're a little de-stressed. Yeah. You're focusing on things. I saw you were on TV. Oh God, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> that's another. That's another fucking cringe moment. I didn't think that it was going to be, like, so, like, <laughs> uh, not graphic, but just, like, within detail about, like, you know, uh, Jacob Calais asked me, hey, do you want to go on the show and talk about, like, anal sex? And uh, it's We're a, in it's this a pl- room together, bro. You don't have to whisper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. Uh, but it's a platform. I learned a lot of stuff, but... I don't know. I'm just not a person that talks about like sex like openly and awkwardly. Yeah. And stuff. And so, how did like, you feel during the conversation? Oh, the whole conversation. Like, I had like input, but uh, in my sub, uh, like in my mind, I just oh my god, so many people are gonna fucking see this. And <laughs> the first time that I'm on TV, I'm talking about like anal sex. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I would I would be like in between of like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah and then like. Wait, so did you know that was going to be the kind Yeah, of I did, okay. but it's on Fox. I didn't think that it was going to be so just, like, um, anal. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was a sex therapist on one side, and then there was a, um, a sex coach on the other side, and they were very informative. A sex therapist and a sex what? Um, a sex therapist and then a sex coach. Coach. Yeah. Uh, she's like, get in there. <laughs> Good game. <laughs> you know. uh, but Grab the sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get all the way in there and rub it until the walnut gets hard and pull it back. That's like, that's what you do. I know that now. Yeah, yeah. What, so if really? you put your finger in your ass and your G-spot feels like a walnut. So you stimulate that and pull it back to ejaculate. Wow. And you, uh, you don't necessarily have to have an erection to ejaculate. So she's out here healing people. Like that's her job is to like <laughs> teach people how to finger themselves. Two fingers at a time, yeah, baby. Two, hey, if you go pro, you can get a fist in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. Now that's interesting though. That's crazy. But uh, overall, like you had a good time, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a great time. It was a fun experience. 
and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was chilled. Would you do it again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would do it again. Oh, did you get like? Did you talk to the sex therapist or the sex coach afterwards? Oh, I got numbers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to call me and you to call me. I need advice. Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was really cool. Um, I just didn't think that it would be so like in detail and stuff and uh especially like, for fox yeah, yeah yeah so it's a late show so um both of them are like clinically professionally like what they are in their positions i'm just some dude off the street and stuff so like they're very like i know this and this and this and this and it's backed up by this and this and this and i was like no nah, i only know <laughs> two things and that's one two finger pull back that's all i know <laughs> And stuff. So they were like asking me, like, um, so do you know how to milk? Do you milk yourself? And I was just like, uh, no, not in a, not in a while. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was one of the conversations. That's and how they said it. Do you milk yourself? Yeah, or have you milked yourself? Yeah, they didn't say uh, it the way I said it, but they were very clinical with it. I didn't know that was a clinical term. <laughs> yeah, it's called milking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You reach for the walnut, pull it back. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, but I did, uh, one thing that I took is that, like, every male should be ejaculating three times a week for prostate health. So, um, right. yeah, however you get it, get it. So three times a week. Uh, since she said that, I've been going six. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not too bad. I mean, I I've heard that all the time. So like, I, it is important though. Like, men's health is important. Yeah, like, we also need to go to the doctor. And yeah, check for sure. And, all that stuff. and it's hard for, or not hard, but most men don't go because no, I, just, I I don't know if I, this was a study, but I I was reading online like the reason why most men go to the doctor is because their partner takes them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's how my dad went to the doctor. My yeah, mom was like, yeah, you got to go. So, yeah, but, once my dad got divorced, no longer seeing a doctor. Yeah, He's yeah, done. Yeah. He was yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing her and my HMO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How long have you been in Houston? 17 or 18 years. Yeah, I think we talked about that before. Yeah. Talked about your, oh, did your family see uh, you on TV? Uh I sent my mom pictures, but they hadn't seen it. They don't live here, so um, it hadn't aired yet. So Ooh. I was gonna wait for it to air before. It, I don't know. I hope it happens over Christmas that they air it, so I can watch it with them for Christmas and stuff. And be like, this is my gift to you guys. I'm talking about anal. <laughs> so uh, you brought me into this world, right? Right. And I'm showing you why now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's like, do, do you like being in front of a camera? Um, that was the first time, so I don't really know. Don't really so, know. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't want to do it all the time, but here and there would be well, cool. Well, not like interview segments where you're like supposed to be some type of expert or whatever, but like just being uh, in front of a camera doing something like. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. my third line. Sorry, I just was uh, sex enthusiast. So like my that was you. Yeah, that was my. <laughs> I'm talking to sex enthusiast yeah. Birdie right now. Yeah, everybody. that was wild. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I 
milk myself sometimes. Right, right, you right. Know? Grab the walnut. <laughs> Two fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And pull back. <laughs> Think about it. You're talking to these two experts who've probably gone to school, yeah. who, who've done like a lot of research, and you're there like two fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's all you need. Like, all you need. And your advice is probably like uh, the best out of all. <laughs> uh, well, so I was a little stoned and a little bit buzzed because they were feeding us drink. So uh -huh. the one that was the sex coach, I kind of vaguely remember her saying that she had like a fingering machine, and like. God because damn. It, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what they do for um, the guy that's uh, that can't ejaculate and stuff. They stick those finger thingsies in him, and uh, she like does it from the side with like her hand, and the robotic hand is like doing it to him. So I'm gonna wait until it airs because she has like a title that's it's like P H I something uh -huh. and stuff. That's like an official title, and it's like a real ass job. Yeah. So, uh, hey, hey, that doesn't God. discredit you any much, Mr. Enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, you went that's through pretty years tight. and years yeah. of practice. <laughs> <laughs> Had to find the right angle. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do sign language in it. Go uh. yeah. <laughs> gain signs. What's it? <laughs> And she also asked about, like, cleaning out. One thing that came to my mind, I talked to some friends before this, girls that have anal sex, do they clean out? Because I've, I've heard some, some stories. And okay, women uh, don't prep like a gay guy. Some women don't. I, 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 like, you know, maybe. Like, bitch, you maybe. just ate a whole ass meal, and now you're trying to take dick? Like, that's why you need a gay friend. Like, if you're over there poo-pooing on pee-pees, like... That's not cool. It's not. <laughs> and it makes a mess. Uh, ain't nobody trying to wash sheets. Not at 3.30 in the morning. Nah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, um, I mean, yeah, it is so messy. That, it is yeah, messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a shit show, you know? Like, <laughs> But, uh, no, that was one thing that she talked about is proper, like, cleaning and stuff. And... Uh, that way you don't give like UTIs or whatever that stuff is called to other people and just like clean it. Okay. It's not <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't know. We were talking earlier about comedy, right? And yeah. so how do you feel now that uh, you're around it a little, you're around it a lot and, how do you feel like being outside in, in that world, you know, like just just not being in it, but being in it, you know? Um, I think it's really cool. Like I enjoy it. And uh, I don't know, I've been listening to a little bit more comedy now. Um, I had an experience uh, yesterday or not an experience, but a nuance. Um, I was looking at the room and. Uh, there was a comic, Aaron Michaels, that was doing his gay set and stuff about anal sex. Mm -hmm. And I look across the room and like... And you're like, he's a sex enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. It was actually a meeting, so <laughs> it wasn't a show. But uh, <laughs> there's this couple that look like they're like not from the city, but they just came out to see a comedy show. And the guy that was there was so uncomfortable where everyone was just dying and stuff but 
fucking Aaron Michaels was gold. It was great. It was a great He's show. Yeah. yeah. To Jerry Wayne coming on and killing it and seeing that guy that felt uncomfortable become comfortable. Mm-hmm. And just seeing like the nuance between like people and how like um communicating with people and just seeing that like all of this is happening in one spot where there's comics that are vast and different and everything and it speaks to everybody on some level but Mm -hmm. at the end of it if you do not agree or it doesn't make you funny you came for an experience and it evens out the whole experience because everyone got fed as far as like comedy is so that was a really cool experience to see unless you're at an open mic yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens at open mics sometimes too. Sometimes yeah. too. no, no, no. Wait, uh, but normally at open mics, like the uh, the audience are like trashed, like they're just so like drunk or whatever. Because it's the last show of the uh-huh. fucking night, so you could kind of be a little like not polished or put together as an open micer. And like I don't know, that's cool too, I guess. Now, like some of the open mics uh, that I've been to, like have been like they're either horrible or they're like really good but it also depends on the host you know and what yeah, type, how they uh, set up the room and how they keep it going like i didn't even know like uh, or i didn't think about this before but being a host of an open mic is a very special skill like being a host period oh yeah but just, especially at an open mic because you're there for like maybe three hours you got a list of like 30 to 40 people yeah everybody's coming up you've to been you drinking like, hey, two dollar whales yeah by the time yeah yeah you get, uh, remember to tip your bartender you gotta let them know all the information yeah. like you're working yeah, and yeah. It's, it's it's a tough skill. Not a lot of comics yeah. can do it. I think Marlo does that really well. Marlo's great. Enrique is great. Enrique, too. yeah, you, that's the back of the bus. I'll like, you. Yeah, yeah, like um, Doug Dalton. Um, I don't know. It takes a certain type of comic to do that yeah. because some comics can just go up and just do their sets, but not be able to like format a show. Or like uh, keep it stirred where it's going in a direction. Run the ship. Yeah. yeah. So. That's true. Yeah. No, it's it's a very special skill. And uh, I, I've heard this before, though, where a lot of comics could be good hosts, but not a lot of good hosts can be good comics. Uh, and I feel uh, like that can be kind of true sometimes because being able to corral everybody and get them together and get the whole room listening is a good skill. But keeping them there and keeping it going, yeah, that's another that's thing. Sure. That's the material. That's the funny. That's the comedy. you got to be able to keep that going now. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough to be able to mix those two worlds. Yeah. Like, uh, what we were talking before about, like, uh, so I feel like there's two parts. There's the performance aspect, and then there's the writing aspect. There's a lot of great writers in Houston, and there's a lot of great performers. The ones that are really good are the ones that be, can mix both of those together. Yeah, like switch it on and off. Yes. Yeah. 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 Know when to just riff or crowd work or just bullshit, and then when to just get into the jokes and... You know, just keep it going. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. Uh, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Trust me. Especially doing it in like a 45 to an hour minute set. Like, that's scary to me right yeah, now. Yeah, that's scary It's exciting, like, but it's also like, I, I can see, because it's taken me a long time just to get to like 20, 25 minutes, you know? But I am getting better as a writer, and I'm understanding like the more practice I I do, the more time I take on this, the better, the easier it will be later on to just craft jokes like faster. yeah. So it's 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 a good thing to be determined, you know. But it's also tough going out every night, you know. Sometimes you're wasting money on gas. Sometimes you're just like, oh, is this even worth it, you know? And uh, you just but keep that's going. the passion behind it. That's the thing. Like, uh, yeah. you go through a lot of bullshit because 
you're hoping something good is going to come out of it in the end. Yeah. You know? And I feel like that's a lot of us. Like, we have a desire. We have a need to go on stage. We're like, hey, we're the best. You, ha- I feel like you have to think, like, I'm the best. Yeah. I know I'm better than most of these people. I know I can kill this shit. But to be actually, to actually be able to get yourself in the room and get on that stage, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That's that's really tough. And I'm not talking about I, just being on a show or being an open mic. I'm talking about like a big show where you could be noticed and and the people there and like uh, the spotlights on you. Yeah, and be very vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a tough thing. That's a tough thing, and that takes a lot of nerves. And I think that's what I like most about comedy is is that like it's perspective, and you're putting your perspective out there, and you're vulnerable. So when it translates to the audience and they're laughing and they're grooving with it, it's healing and stuff. And like comedy is like therapy to a point. And I don't know. I think that's really cool. I I like that about comedy. Yeah, it makes you. So we have when you laugh, you get dopamine receptors in the brain goes all over your body. You feel better and you start understanding, oh, when I laugh, I feel good. Yeah, you know, and it, it does make you feel better. Yeah, yeah, just letting that go, just like ha ha ha, just laughing at the thing that that makes you feel anxious or weird or nervous or whatever. Just understanding, it's like, hey, it's not a big deal. I can just let it go. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Yeah, and, uh, to, and, and especially to get people on the same page that you are, and it's just like flowing and grooving and stuff. But it's there's like also riding the wave. There's a trance that goes into it. I don't know if you've seen it. Like uh, sometimes when the show's good, right? Yeah, and a everyone's killing. just flowing everybody's together. Just listen, everybody's together in unison, just watching whatever's happening on stage, and just like whenever they say a punchline, psh, ah, like it's it's a powerful feeling too. When when I do it on stage, I I love that feeling. Just having everybody like you can hear a pin drop, like yeah. that's how quiet it is and how much everybody's focused, and to get them to pop, and that ro- uproarious laughter just hits you, and you're just like whoa. It's a, an incredible feeling. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, it's like magic. Yeah, kind of. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah. There's a trick. There is a trick that goes to it, but it takes years of, like, writing, performing. You're, you have to have the right cadence, the right timing. You have to, like, when something happens, you have to know exactly what to say, you know? And that just comes with, you know, just doing so it. So, with that being said, how do you handle hacklers or hecklers? Hecklers? Yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know what a heckler is, it's just someone who is an audience member that starts either roasting the comic or says something or just interrupts the show. Uh, the way I like to handle hecklers is like, I try to, it, it depends on how I feel sometimes, to be quite honest. Because sometimes if I want to shut them down. Today is the day. Sometimes I'll <laughs> shut them down. Like I'll, I'll just say something funny back at them and roast them a little bit and they're quiet. But sometimes when they talk too much, I'm like, oh, we're about to have some fun right <laughs> now. And I just start going at them. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's like, it's fun for me at the moment, but sometimes it can get a bit too far. Where people are like, oh, and I'm like, what? <laughs> we're, just, we're just kidding. But I just like to shut them down quick, but be nice. I yeah. like to be nice with it because, like, I, I don't want to get into a position where, like, I'm talking to somebody and they get offended and immediately start trying to fight me and all yeah, that. Yeah, right. Or they're standing outside waiting on you. Yeah, I, don't, I never uh, want to get in that situation. But if it happens, Let's right. go. I got your back. Yeah. No, but like, yeah, this it's just like there's different ways to handle hecklers too. Some there's yeah. some there's some comics like I, I've seen on stage when they're like somebody's heckling or whatever and they just ignore them. They just completely ignore them and yeah. I'm just like, 
That's interesting. You have to have a certain type of confidence to be able to like not interact with the person and just keep going and for them to just be like, oh, he's not going to talk to me. Okay. I need attention. Yeah. Because that, that is what it is. Yeah. When somebody's talking, they want the attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. want to be the center of the attention. I don't know. It's like theater. Like, uh, if you're going to go to something, this is my mind, you should know, like, um, what you're going into and, like, the, uh, not standards, but, like, what is it called? Like, so if you go to a theater or, like, an opera and stuff like that, you know not to talk and stuff. Uh, Matters. When, yeah, manners, but there's a word for it. My my mind is not thinking of it right now. But, um, yeah, and most people don't know because, like, they're coming to see a show and it's in a club and stuff like that, so they just feel like... Unwritten yeah, rule. Yeah, like... It's, in, it's an unwritten rule. Like, you just sit there and you listen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, but, like... Uh, but it's also fun, too, to see at the same time when, like, hecklers and they're just, like, going at it Back yeah, back. yeah, but and especially uh, when the heckler is good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like yeah. I've I've no. seen some comics like go after people and then lose the battle, and I'm just going like, dog, why did you do that? Because <laughs> then that person doesn't shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah, because they, they want... just stole the show. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then what do you do now? now yeah. I, I buy them a that. drink. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I gotta talk to that guy afterwards, and I yeah. gotta shut him down because that person didn't do their job. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. I was just asking you because I think it's hilarious. I welcome it's, it's it. I like, like yeah. raging in the back. First, I don't know if it's because of the way I look or the way I sound or whatever, but I always have people, like, talking at my shows for some reason. Yeah, I feel like it's everyone and stuff because they just don't know. Um, no, but that's why, yeah. like, I'll talk to them back, too. I'll have conversation with them. Like, ah. I'm, not, I'm not an asshole when I'm on stage. I may seem like one, but I'm not, okay? I'm trying yeah, to be nice. Yeah. And I'm trying to keep it going. So I've gotten really good at like crowd working and riffing and just being in the moment and being yeah. funny. But that's the whole thing when you switch it. So I've learned once I got them hooked with the crowd work and everything, get into the jokes. Yeah. yeah. Just so switch it to the jokes. Divert them back into like the joke and, and the that, show. And da, da, that's da, da, da. the trance. Yeah. That's the illusion. That's me like, hey, we're uh, having fun, right? Hey, I got control of everything right now. Let yeah. Me, let me take you to a fun place, you know? Yeah. Cool. It's an art. Yeah. And it's hard. It took me. It's. I just hit five years recently. Yeah. Wait. You're at five now. Yeah. Whoa. This month. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, it's been yeah, a yeah. wild. So now ride. this is the anniversary show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's 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 been a fun ride so far. Honestly, there's been a lot of like peaks and valleys, but I'm I've been really happy. Yeah. Honestly. Everything's been really good. good. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so I know we've talked about it before. Um, how did you get into comedy? What brought you to comedy? Okay, so if we're being quite honest, I've always been a fan of comedy ever since I was a kid. Okay? I've said this before. George Carlin was the first ever comic that I was introduced to. Dave Chappelle was the second one. Once I saw those two, I was like, I'm watching every comedian. So I just I started looking up comedian Stephen Wright. Uh, who else? Uh, David Tell, you know, Doug Stanhope, like all these great comics. And I I feel like my sense of humor was molded by that. Like a lot of New York comics and like great writing, you know, and I used to watch The Simpsons a lot. And I don't know if people know this, but The Simpsons had writers that were in Harvard. Their writers, most okay. of them went I to Harvard. I did not know that. 
Conan O'Brien was a writer for the show. Yeah. In the early years. So I've always watched TV shows like that that were like very thoughtful and sharp and like knew exactly where the joke was going and was like clever. I've always been attracted to like really intelligent comedy, but like I myself, when I started doing it, I was watching some podcasts and it was, there was one with Bobby Lee called Tiger Belly and there's another one with Joey Diaz. Fucking love Joey Diaz. He was like, fucking cocksucker, just go up on stage and do it. Cocksucker, do it. Comedy. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I finally, like, I, I finally, because listening to them, I, they were just like, go do it. Get on stage. If you want to get on stage, go on stage. So I started doing it, right? And the first time I went on stage, bombed. Didn't do it for a whole year. Then when I came back, I was like, if I get one laugh, if I just get one laugh, I'm starting this now. So they, they gave me my laugh, and then that's how I got here. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Happy anniversary. I know, man. Huh? And it was at Rudd's. Oh, it was at Rudd's. Okay, It was cool. at Rudd's the first time I went up. Hell yeah. We should go there and have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I was there last night. Yeah, where are you, where are you, where? <laughs> when was I there? Two nights ago, I think. But yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I was at, uh, Jeff, Joe, and Enrique had a show at the Riot, and I went to go check it out. It was a fun show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen a show there since they changed around, but uh, the last Riot that I saw was great it was really good so i'll have to check out the next one yeah now comedy has been great in houston so far yeah it's grown so much yeah there's so many new comics and stuff coming out how, how do you feel about your life right now you feel good you feel like you're going in the right direction it's so weird where i'm at right now is so transit mm-hmm. um i had a really good year last year and it was just like everything falling into place mm-hmm. and stuff to where I am now where it's pretty much pretty much me learning things. I just feel like I'm just learning and like just learning about myself, learning about other people and learning about like my place and the whole gathering of all of that. And it's awkward. Mm-hmm. it's weird I feel uncomfortable most times and it's brought me to the point of being like I don't give a fuck and not in a negative way but in a way of like where I'm not trying to control and like shape what I look like to other people I'm learning so much about myself I'm learning that um, that I am an overgiver mm-hmm I'm learning that I like to sleep, but I don't. <laughs> I'm learning that. Uh, well, I, I mean, like, you are a sex enthusiast, so. Uh, hey, hey, <laughs> pull the walnut back. <laughs> you gotta pull it back. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, just like just learning different stuff about me, and it just brings me to a place of understanding that every point of my life, I'm going to be learning something about myself and i'm going to be a different person at every stance of my life and i'm okay with that um i've faced stuff this year that like i was uncomfortable with and didn't understand to being at a point of observing things and not being involved in things so um do you feel like you just had blinders on no it's not blinders oh bitch i peep everything Everything, mm-hmm. but not blinders, but deciding what I'm going to put my energy into. Like, I don't know, 
what I've learned this year is that like when I come here home I'm home and nothing affects me and like my intentions are always good like I have no malicious ills for anyone's and that's not even the conversation but like I meet so many different people and I see so many different things and it's Mm -hmm. really hard not to like try to guide it or direct it and and stuff I don't know if that makes sense but like I'm in control of nothing but myself you're the creator of your own world yeah so I you're right I have been lately I've been thinking about that I'm like this is the world I've created yeah the people that are around me the people that I talk to are in my world I'm in their world too though Uh, you know we interact in each other's world and stuff like that and I'm like am I creating a good world for myself right now is this world that I've created good for me is it doing something for me it's like i and then you have to realize like okay maybe this thing right here is not something that's that i need yeah you take it out or like you just forget about it or whatever you know yeah you're just like okay you're no longer in my world bye and then you feel a little bit better you're, okay you're like okay i can manage now you know i got rid of that thing that was just in my in my world that i didn't need and now i feel better yeah 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 no for sure for sure um I don't know. I enjoy being in my world, and whenever I cross across anyone else's world, I want to be kind. Mm-hmm. I never know what anyone's going through. Yep. Um, my my opinions are my opinions, and sometimes those opinions don't need to be voiced and stuff because someone may just need to be, have a space where they can just be themselves and stuff and i just sit back and just watch a lot of shit i just watch you know so it's it ain't my business everyone has a bad day every once in a while yeah 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 we're all gonna have bad days and stuff we're all gonna be misunderstood and we're all gonna be angry Mm -hmm. we're all gonna be nice we're all gonna be all of these things it's just whatever situation everyone else is in is that situation in that moment so my thought about everything, and it's always been my thought since I was a kid, is be kind. I just want to be kind to people. Yeah. And I want to attract the right people and, like, have real connections with people. And there's no judgment about any anything that you do. And there's a Buddhist philosophy that, like, anything that you're capable of, I'm capable of. And the only difference is me connecting to myself and realizing to myself that maybe that's something I don't want to do. But also at the same time, I can't sit on the side and judge you. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. And I enjoy the fuck out of that. Like, it's great. Well, this is the way I think of it. If I judge you, then that means you can judge me now. Yeah. Uh, but it. bitch, we're always gonna judge. No, no, no. But if I, if you tell me something, sorry, I didn't mean to call you a bitch like that. I was talking to my homegirl. Okay, give me a <laughs> <You> second. <good. laughs> you know we cool. I don't give a fuck. Talk about bitch. <laughs> bitch. No, but like, just because I know things about you and like you tell them, you're telling me these things, I'm just gonna take it 
and just accept it and accept you for who you are. I'm not going to judge you just based on how you look or what you're saying or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take you at face value. Yeah. And I feel like people should do that for each other. Just like, hey. Yeah, we should. But still, at the same time, you still need to have a guard up and stuff because some people are just malicious in their intentions. Like, And you don't know because they're hiding. you don't know. Yeah. And you can't be the good guy all the time. You're just going to get, like, rolled over Yeah. and stuff. So it takes sitting back and looking and watching and picking right people no, to engage that, with. That comes with getting got. Good news? Getting got. Oh, got? Yeah, when somebody, like, when, like when the malicious got? person gets yeah. you. Yeah, 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 that's no, but that needs to happen. And for oh, most people, oh no, it's definitely necessary. It's yeah, definitely some, that's necessary. That's how some people learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. and like it's the yin and the yang. Yes, you're not going to be a good person if that's your intention yeah. to be a good person. Yeah, if you don't get that, like, how the fuck are you yeah. going to like be a good person if somebody has not fucked you over? And that's why I do it for other people, so that way they can learn. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck all of them. <laughs> fuck them all. I'm, I'm just joking. I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like I've been fucked over, and it got me to thinking. Okay, when I look at somebody, I'm like, okay, are they staring at my pockets or staring at my shoes? Like you, yeah. you have to be vigilant. Yeah, you have to be vigilant with what what people are doing because, like, you, you're right. You you don't know. Yeah, you you don't yeah. know who this person is. Sometimes. Yeah, they could be really really nice, but then you find out like they, there's a dead body in their basement or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, which is fucking awful and stuff. Um. I don't know. I I hate stuff like that. Like I absolutely hate it. He it was a great cringe. guy. That's so like yuck. But uh, yeah, there's people out there like that and stuff. So if you're just kind and don't attach to anything that's not like there physically and showing and doing and doing all this stuff to like the reality of what you believe things to be mm-hmm. then don't put any energy into it just be kind and move around that's true positivity yeah be very uh, positive uh, but you say positivity like that it just sounds like i'm talking to oprah and i'm not saying it like that but yeah yeah positive vibes only and well forcing yourself in, in the bad moments everybody has bad moments all the time but uh, when they do come you accept them say hey i might feel bad right now because of whatever's happening or whatever i'm thinking uh, this will pass. Uh, and once it does, I'm going to get back to being myself. I had a moment the other day, and I started driving again after, like, maybe two years of, like, not driving because I hate driving. And I'm driving. And, like, um, this one chick's, like, on her phone, and she's driving really freaking slow, and I missed the light. And I was just mm-hmm. like... Ah, this is awful. Fuck you. This is awful. Like fucking, you're making me slower. <laughs> to uh, like me getting a text message at the next light and being like, "Oh, we're all the same fucking people." Like she was inside that world of that text or whatever she was doing on her phone to mm-hmm. me being a light down and having the same fucking moment that she was happening yeah. <laughs> so like it's it's very just like it evens everything fucking out like as far as like being mad or upset about anything like that and stuff like we're yeah all just stupid fucking people doing <laughs> stupid fucking things to each other and like i don't know it's just That's wild bars right there yeah <laughs> we're just stupid fucking right? people oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My album's dropping next year. <laughs> it's called Sex Enthusiast. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Pull the walnut back. <laughs> oh, man. No, but you're right. You're right. I mean, 
me being 30 years old now, I, I'm seeing the way I interacted with people before, right? And I'm understanding, like, maybe the way I do it now is different because I've lived, I've, I've talked to people, I've noticed certain things and stuff like that. So now I, I engage or I go about my way because, like, I'm like, okay, doom, doom, doom. You have to be more aware. Yeah. When I was younger, I was like, I wasn't aware at all. Uh, I would just go and uh, just do stupid things or just live my life or whatever, right? Okay, so there was this one time. I used to work at uh, HEB, right? Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this on the podcast because I can't go back. I <laughs> 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 can shop. I can shop. I'm fine. I'm fine shopping. But, uh, no work, no work. There's a two strikes, you're out rule. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, this was uh, around my second strike. So I was uh, in grocery, day, daytime grocery, right? Yeah. And I was pulling around a Wait, pallet. what is grocery? Like, what is Dry that? goods. Like, Dry, dry goods. goods. Okay. Yeah. So All I was right. doing dry, dry grocery, right? And I was pulling around like a pallet jack, trying to take it outside. Yeah. But the manager earlier that day told me to be careful with it and watch out for the gate because it's kind of low. And I just kept going and going. And then I take it outside and I get to the gate and I'm like, boom. And at that moment, I'm like, ah, shit. And then I see my manager poke his head out sees me hitting the gate with the pallet jack and he's like i told you i fucking told you didn't i tell you and i'm just like ah shit so <laughs> what ended up happening he came up to me he's like i told you about this and later we found out that the gate was fine yeah it was just a little bent but it could still close and everything hey. it was good but then he brought me to his office and he was like hey uh, i think we need to move you to into a different department. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I just think you'd be suited better if you were outside pushing carts. Oh. Okay. Bitch, that's hot. Yo. That's hot and cold. From being inside to, yeah. to that immediately. Yeah, like, you get the, the neon yeah. yellow shirt where you I, had the red shirt. Yeah, after that, I was just like, oh, okay. And I never went back. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, I'm, I was. So that was your second strike? That was the second strike. The first strike, I, uh, I just got fired from not going to work. Uh, like, just being late. Wait, wait, wait. So the not going was that before or after the the cart situation? The cart was the second one. The second so, one. So the first so time, the first one. The first time I was just showing up late. That's it. Yeah. But the second yeah. time, yeah, that was bad. Uh, all right. Huh. But what I learned from that situation was, I wasn't happy at that job. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't give a shit about the job. I didn't care about that. Honestly, I didn't want to be there. At that time, that's when I was thinking about doing stand-up. Yeah. Okay. And I I don't know. I just I just made the choice. I was just like, okay, I don't want to be here. I can go find a different job. I can go get started with stand-up and go do that and just live my life. And Yeah. That was that was when the fir- around the first time I did it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I like I told you, I've, I've messed up. <laughs> I was a dumb kid. I was like that, maybe 24. I think I was 24 at that time. Yeah, I actually worked at a uh, at a grocery store in high school. It was called Brookshire's Brookshire Brothers, uh, and I remember my sister and her friend came in, and uh, they were trying to buy gifts for their boyfriends and stuff. And I worked in produce, and I just got like promoted to like produce, and they came in and they were like, "Hey, we want to get this basket and this basket." And stuff, and I was like, okay, cool. And she was like, we only have this amount of money though, so I marked it down. I marked it down, and the manager then, which was Russ, 
cool as fuck. Uh, like when they went to check out, like he saw that it was cheaper. And he was like, hey, Robert, <laughs> let me talk to you. <laughs> and I was like, yes, sir, what's going on? And he was just like, hey, did you mark those down? And I was like, yeah. It's hard for me to be like, no, I didn't, and play it. So I was like, yeah, I marked them down. It was my sister and her friend. He's like, so what do you think we should do? I was like, you should fire me. <laughs> and, and he goes, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to fire you. I don't want to fire you. Uh, like, I just want you to understand, like, you can't do that, pretty much. And, like, my aunt was a manager there. And I know this bitch was not going to have it. She was not going to have it. Oh, my God. And stuff. I was so embarrassed and so, like, shamed and stuff. And I was like, you should fire me. <laughs> 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 because I know this bitch was about to rack me in the fucking parking lot Shit, yeah. and stuff. And Talk your like, ear off. That was the biggest... Like lesson that I learned and stuff is uh yeah don't do that shit. So it was only like two or three dollars, but still like I discounted the fucking baskets and stuff in my fifteen year old mind to hook my sister up with her boyfriends, her and her friend boyfriend. Yeah, fucking, it was stupid. Yeah, it was very stupid. <laughs> But you were young though. Oh yeah, I was totally yeah. fucking young. It was you were like trying my to look first cool. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I got you. Yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Them niggas didn't even eat. Food. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I think those baskets actually sat in their car for like a couple of days, and I'm just like, you bitch. <laughs> oh man. I mean, but also you learn young. It's just like, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they because my aunt worked there, they gave me the space to just like grow and develop and stuff like that and be like blah 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 and my aunt was really cool yeah. and stuff it's also cool yeah. the manager you're like you should fire me he's like no 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 yeah no, yeah no. we have the same birthday he was really chill his name was uh russ wilson but he was the manager there and then moved on to be like area director and stuff like that and uh i don't know he was really he was a really chill guy he was a really chill guy so uh that's awesome uh, uh, wait how so that was your first job, right? Yeah. How long have you been working? Oh, shit. Let me tell you something crazy. Me and my sister had our first apartment. She was 14 and I was 13. What? Yep. Uh, so. Uh, Look at you. Yeah. So um, we got mad at our parents and we're just like, fuck it, we're going to leave. And like, da da da, stupid 13 year old shit. And they're like, okay, leave. And then we went to our, our aunt that actually uh, was the manager of the store that I worked at that I did produce and stuff. So I started making money. And I was like, I don't want to live here either and stuff. And my sister was like, nah, me either. So we, this is the country. Mm -hmm. And this is like 96. Uh, so we're like, looking at places around like my parents area and like this old lady rented us that fucking house and we're fucking kids mm -hmm. we're fucking kids uh she rented us that house i moved from fucking brookshires to fucking kfc and stuff because I was making the I was making them bucks. Okay, you know my sister was at Sonic. We had it on wrap yeah. 
Yeah, back then, I think our rent was like now you were discounting for, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, right, right. Hell yeah! So uh, we uh, we worked there, and like we paid our rent and stuff like that. And all the neighbors like hated us because we were kids uh-huh. in the neighborhood, and we invited all the other sixteen, fifteen. 13-year-old kids that were our age over there. Now we, and we were parties. just like, party. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, party. Yeah, and yeah. my mom would fucking come down and stuff and be like, Mm-mm, no, no, no. To the point that she like uh, started sleeping there. <laughs> and like, Okay, did she think, or did both of your parents think no, that So you- they were okay with it because it was down the street from where they were uh-huh. and stuff, and they can keep an eye on us, but they saw how we were walking. Rolling the fuck out. Yeah, because you're kids. Says, like, we're by we're like fucking kids and fucking banking, bitch. I worked at yeah. KFC. Nigga, I got all the money. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, but no, she just like came and never fucking left. And then, like my sister was fucking with this old dude and stuff like that. So this bitch stopped coming. Mm-hmm. So it just ended up being me there and my mom. And she was like, okay. Pretty much she was like, okay, are you done? And I'm just like, I guess so. And we just walked back. <laughs> to the house and stuff and like I just moved back in with them but like yeah so how long were you living by yourself I think we did a year hey. we did a year yeah yeah yeah. yeah it was wild yeah good yeah. times oh it was great times yeah oh yeah was it yeah. Wild the place party. was a dump but uh yeah it was fun it was a lot of fun well, were there any like really crazy parties yeah, all the time. There was a lot of crazy party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would, uh, we would roll out. I don't know if you know what roll out, but that's what we would say back then. It's like we're rolling out. We're just getting crazy and just partying and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, it was cool. Like everyone came, everyone fucking came. Like, were you more yeah. popular because of it? Uh, I was popular because I mixed between groups, but um, because of that, no, it was just like a Tuesday and stuff. Get this. I was straight then, so I was talking to this girl named Crystal, and she lived down the street, and her mom hated it. She, like, hated it, because she knew I was gay as shit. And her <laughs> daughter was, like, in love with me. And, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why I brought that up, but, by the way, it, just, it was no memory. Memory lane. Next lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it so, was, so, like, when, when you were younger, like, uh, were you were you talking to different groups? Yeah, in school like, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mixed between all the groups and stuff yeah. like so that. So you got I'm really good at just talking to anybody. Yeah, they were all chilled. Like all of them were like my friends and stuff. Like I grew up in a small town, you know. So everybody knows everything about everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So yeah. I don't know. I was always that kid that like stuck out because I had like a big afro then and stuff, and I would wear like Jinkos. Ain't no nigga in the country wearing jinkos. <laughs> I'm over here just stomping and like fucking like listening to like European like fucking um, techno and stuff. So yeah, I stood out a lot, <laughs> like a lot. And uh, tell you this story. So one time I got it. This was actually the reason why I moved out. So uh, I came home and stuff and I was like all in my regalia of like fucking jinkos and da 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 and my dad just asked me this simple question he was like are you gay and I got so upset and so mad and I was just like crying I'm just like "Ah!" 
the latest person ever. <laughs> and I was like, I'm leaving. And I left and I went to my aunt's house. <laughs> All that shit happened because <laughs> I was just, I don't know, I was just soft. <laughs> But it, it's so funny. So that happened. I'm like 13 then to like me coming out at 27. And like uh, I had an anxiety attack and stuff. And this is like when I first like ish moved to Houston. Mm-hmm. And I had an anxiety attack at work. And I was working at Chili's in the Galleria. And I walk up to the table and like tears are rolling down my face. But I didn't feel them. And a customer says to me, she's like, are you okay? And I was like, what? Why? And she's like, you're crying, like you're crying. And I was like, <gasps> and that was my first anxiety attack. And I, st- I started to like fucking cry. And I'm just like crying and being like, <laughs> you know? And my manager's just like, hey, go stand in the walk-in. And like, I go to the walk-in and I'm just like crying and stuff. And she's like, I think you need to go home and just like rest. So I go home and like, I take a nap and I wake up and it was like something said, today's the day. You're going to tell your parents that you're gay. And I call my mom and I called my dad and like they're on the phone and my mom answers. And I was like, hey, mom, I need to tell you something. And she's mm-hmm. like, what do you need to tell me? And I was like, I think I'm gay. And she goes, hey, Terry, Terry, pick up the other phone. <laughs> <laughs> So he picks up the other phone <laughs> and like, I, I just had like an anxiety attack and I'm just like, <sighs> I'm gay. And they say, yeah, we knew that. We were just waiting on you. And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? I went 27 fucking years with all this fucking anxiety. <laughs> yeah, we knew that. We just waited on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, oh, I love that. But. As I think back about it, they were always really chilled fucking people. Yeah. And stuff. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, that's a loving family, though. Yeah, no, my family is fucking awesome. My yeah. mom and dad are fucking awesome. Like, they're the coolest people I know. I want to be as cool as they are. Um, they would throw parties. We lived on this little farm, and like, um, they would throw parties, and it'd be like fucking everybody there, like fifty to seventy people mm-hmm. back there in the eighties and stuff. And like my dad would barbecue, and like everyone would just hang out and just like chill. I can't go into any re- really specifics, but it was a very interesting like time and stuff. Like not for me and my sister, but just to see my parents who they were then uh-huh. and stuff because they were out there wilding. Really wowing, like, yeah, but they they knew each other and they were like balancing each other and like they had respect for they have respect for each other and stuff and just to see the way that they interact and handled a lot of shit that they did is just like gold. It's fucking gold for me, and they were cool. I had some really cool parents. You're so lucky because I wish oh. I had that because like I'm pretty sure in those same moments where your parents got wild, my parents got wild, but it was like uh, the situation just turned worse after that. You know? Uh, like, no, it, it got worse, but like there was there was times when No, but they got, still were just like, hey, I was just, I was playing. Yeah. I, I, I think that I was their that. like their, their comeback is because they understood each other yeah. and stuff and like 
they'll be soured in the moments that they had to be soured, but like they didn't mix us in any of it. They um, always looped it back around where they worked it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, the 90s was a crazy time. No, but you don't really see couples like that anymore. Like mo- from, uh, from me now, from what I'm seeing uh, from the but younger I don't generation. Know. I, I think if you go to the country, you see it. More. In the country, yes, you're right. Because yeah. I live in the city. You're yeah. totally. Because yeah. it's, I don't it know, it's, it's, it's really weird. It's really weird because everybody knows everybody. And at some point, been in the country, and you get to a certain age, everybody don't fuck to everybody because the population is not that high. Hey, I've seen you know? everybody else, all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So, I don't know. It was, it was fun. <laughs> I wish I could say more stuff, but I don't want to. I mean, it's, it, I like listening to your life, you know, your story, because it's interesting because for me, I'm going back in the day now and trying to remember some memories of the past and seeing how things were. And for the most part, most of the things that I remember were negative, but I feel like that's just me putting that connotation in. Uh I, sometimes I go back and I'm just like, let me think about the situation. Was it really that bad? Yeah. Or was it just me being so anxious, you know, and just being in limbo where you don't know how to feel about certain things. Exactly. The biggest lesson that I learned and I learned this in my twenties was that my parents are me. So like them growing up and like, we're all still growing up. So them growing up and having their mistakes and stuff, because I did stupid shit. I made mistakes, but me making my mistakes outside of being a kid that's in their home made me realize that like hooking, they're just people. Yeah. Just fucking people. My grandmother would say to us all the time, she's like, I did not raise my kids. I grew up with my kids. And that just meant that she's constantly growing up and we're all growing up. See, uh, that's what was happening with my mom because she was uh, 18 when she had me. Yeah. So that she was... Exactly growing right. up. We were all growing my up My grandmother together. had her first kid at 12. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know how many she had? How many? 12. That's I not. have an aunt that has 27. 27? Yeah, but they're Pentecostal. We ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm Catholic. Come on. I'm, and I'm Mexican. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, grandma has like, my grandma has like 11 kids. My dad has seven. My brother has, I think, nine now. Like a half brother. But Yeah. That's like, crazy. I feel like people don't have kids like that anymore. Because no. that's a lot of personalities to deal with. And trying to like find and feed well, those you, kids, yeah, like, that's insane. Like, well, here's the crazy thing: the people that have the most kids are near closer to poverty, the poverty level. Yeah, because like people that have money don't have that's kids. It. Yeah, there yeah. are that many. Fuck them it's either kids. one or two, and that's it. Yeah, like okay, we're, we're, we're like the people that are poor; they got nothing else to do but just be at home with somebody or whatever. Just fuck. Just, that's it. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. You, like, know, you had a bad day? I had a bad day. Let's fuck. I don't know if this is true, but I think wintertime is the time when the most kids are made. Yeah, that's everybody's, cuffing season. Yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah, in their sure. house. They're warm. They're yeah. you know, under the covers and all that. Yeah. That's when you're having the most kids. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And then yeah. at the beginning of spring, because you, you got that little boost of energy, the weather's like a little bit better. You're like, bitch, I'm trying to fuck. Okay. Salud. Salud. Oh, man. This has been 30 minutes. Another 30? It's another... Oh, you want to do another 30 after no, this? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to take out some comedy. Yeah. When, uh, when do they end? When do they end? We should go now. Yeah, we should yeah, go now. This is, right, you want to go in one car? 
One car? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Uh, how do I end this? I never know how to end this. That sounds like all my relationships. Right? It's over. Bye. All right. Let's break up right now. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's over. Yo, we're done. Yeah, hey, dude, we're not going to do this anymore. No. It's not you. It's me. This is it. No, yeah. no. I, I know what's going to happen. Afterwards, you're going to be like, hey, Joe, don't put that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't eat mushrooms this time. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I won't. <laughs> I won't analyze this the next day. No, this was fun though. I yeah. I really like this. Thank uh, you. We finally got together. Thank yeah, you for inviting for sure. me to your Thank beautiful you for home. having me. Thank you so this much. This is an apartment on Second Street. <laughs> <laughs> but Bertie, uh, saying the N word a lot. That's how you know I've been drinking. Oh, me too. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody becomes nigga. I'm like nigga this, nigga that, nigga that. No. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the end of the episode. This has been unprofoundly chill. This has been really chilled. I like it. Yes. All right. Well, Uh, see you next time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, peace. Have a good night.